Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Facebook. How's everyone doing this morning? <laughs> well, I know my wife is doing good. <clears throat> that doesn't surprise me. If you would, just Pastor Jeff prayed a wonderful prayer just now. Would you would you please keep me in prayer this morning as I go before you? Because I know that what God has for me to share with you this morning is uh, timely, and and I know that it's going to mean something very important for the body Dayton. Um, Pastor Jeff started it last week, and and I mean I don't know about you, but I was. <clears throat> I was shook walking out of here uh, last Sunday. I felt extremely challenged, and I just was seeking God. I was like, Lord, what now? Lord, what next? And I hope that we all left out of here the same way. Um, and as I was praying for deep in, God dropped something in my spirit. Actually, he, he kind of took my remembrance back to something that he had given me some time back. And, um, and then he connected it to Pastor Jeff. And then he basically showed me that this is our, this is our next steps. So I'm going to ask you to open your Bibles um, to Colossians chapter 2. Um, I will say this, if you did not get a chance to watch The Deep End this Wednesday, no worries. I'm about to tell you the same thing I told you on Wednesday night. <laughs> and the reason for that is because, like I said, I just, me and Pastor Jeff was talking about it, and he was like, man, that is a phenomenal follow-up to Sunday's message. And I was like, yeah, like, God just hit me with it. He was like, I, I think you ought to preach that on Sunday. And I'm like, fair enough. Let's do it. <laughs> um, I almost played the video for you. To be very honest, I was going to play the video for you. And uh, just one thing led to another. And this is what, um, this is where I'm at. So that's why I want the extra prayers. Because when I spoke it Wednesday, I was just like incredibly passionate about it and I want to bring that same passion to you today um, I don't want you to miss out on anything that I was able to give from a fresh download you know uh, so let's go ahead and jump in I'm going to pray real quick Lord God I thank you and I praise you Father for the opportunity to share your word I thank you and I praise you Father that you saw fit to put me Dwayne Grant, such an insignificant uh, person in the grand scheme of things, but you decided to use me, Lord God, to share your word. Um, Father, I pray that I would decrease and that you would increase in me, that your Holy Spirit would move and speak to your people, that you would open eyes, Lord God, open ears, and turn hearts to you, your word and your mission. In the name of Jesus, I pray. 
Amen. So we know that Pastor Jeff spoke to us last week about the one, right? Reaching the one, going after the one, and how important it is for us as the church to remember, grab hold of, and run with that that mission, that vision, right? And so often as the church, we uh, we get complacent, or we think, you know, we we are going to get the the people outside to come to us, and then we'll minister to them. Or we think, you know, what we need to make sure that we have it all together before we can go out and minister to to anyone. Or sometimes we think. You know what? We're good here in our camp, and, you know, good luck to anybody outside of here, right? Uh, That's sad, but that is a true fact. So a few weeks back, um, I spoke a message on Deep End, and it was called Live Him. It was called Live Him. So if you have the opportunity, hopefully it'll be up there this week um, with a few clips and blurbs that you can go back to. Uh, But I spoke this message out of Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 through 7. So what we're going to do is I'm going to recap my message there. We're going to move forward to Pastor Jeff last week, and then we're going to march right on into what we have today. Is that okay with you? All right. Looks like some of you guys are ready to go to sleep, so I'll do a cartwheel here in a second to keep you awake. Um, Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 and 7, and I'm going to be reading out of the message. If you have your phone devices, you can follow along with me, or it will be up behind me as well. Uh, So it starts, my counsel for you is simple and straightforward. Just go ahead with what you've been given. You received Christ Jesus, the master. Now live him. Paul's. That was the title of my message. It was Live Him. We talk a lot about loving him. We talk a lot about uh, uh, letting him live uh, in us, right? But we need to understand that we're supposed to live him. And what that means is walk out everything we know, we learn, right? The things that, that we are receiving through the word of God. We're supposed to live Christ, all right? So it continues and it says, you're deeply rooted in him. You're well constructed upon him. Now, let's, I'm going to read that again. This is, this is kind of an, an assumption for those of us who have received Christ, who have accepted Christ. It says, you Received Christ Jesus, the master, now live him. You're deeply rooted in him. You're well constructed upon him. You know your way around the faith. There's no doubt that this is speaking to Christians. This is speaking to the church. Now do what you've been taught. School's out. Quit studying the subject and start living it. And let your living spill over into thanksgiving. My message then was simply that. Let's be about 
the business. Let's not talk about it. Let's be about it, right? Let's, let's quit all the other nonsense and let's really get down to business. Oh, man, Pastor Dwayne, I am blessed. God has just been moving in my life. That's funny. Because when you entered the church doors today, your eyes were to the ground, your shoulders were slumped over, and you didn't say hello to anyone. So there must be a breakdown somewhere. If you are downtrodden, messed up, confused, then just be that. It's okay, right? Because that's what God is all about. He's, he's in the fixing people business. I'm not. I just, I just work for him, right? I'm an employee. He is the one that makes transformations. But if you truly are blessed, then act like it. You know, sometimes, you know, you hear the saying where it says, uh, if you're, if you're excited and happy, would you please tell your face? Let, let your face know. That would be nice, right? So <clears throat> let's live it. Because as we begin to live what the truth is, then what happens is, is thanksgiving begins to boil over. You, you can't help it. And then it's contagious. You know, when somebody gets up and begins to give a testimony... And then somebody else comes up and gives a, wait a second, that happened, didn't it? Yeah. yeah, it did happen. It's contagious because I want to share my blessing. I want to share what God's doing in my life. You did it. I want to do it now. So if we will begin to live Christ, if we will begin to live the excitement and the joy that comes with living for him, then, then guess what? It overflows. It spills out. It becomes contagious. So then we jump down to verses 16 and 17, again, in the same message, and I read this. So don't put up with anyone pressing you in details of diet, worship services, or holy days. All those things are mere shadows cast before what was to come. The substance is Christ. Yes, mm, is right. The substance is Christ. So if, if you find yourself trying to live him, and you're like, Pastor Dwayne, God has blessed me, and right in that moment over your left shoulder, you realize there are eyes glaring into your back shoulder blade like razors because somebody you know is a tad bit jealous or they're not happy about the fact that you were blessed and they weren't. And so you get quiet. Well, see, what happened was is God blessed me with a new job and I got a promotion. And I mean, I guess it's good. He's, he's working in everybody's life, right? And we cower back, right? We calm it down. No. No, 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 no. Shame, shame on you. Do not cower down. Do not, cow don't, do not step back. Let your light shine. Let your testimony be heard, right? Let your life, if you are living Christ, let it be out there. 
And I get it. Sometimes some of us, right, especially some of the young people, they're like, well, I, I can't. I don't want people to, like, like, I want them to know I'm a Christian, but I don't want them to think I'm uncool. Or, or in another, well, I, I want them to know I'm a Christian, but I don't want them to, you know, shy away from me, judge me, hold me to an expectation. So we, we kind of cower back. Or, or you've got the person who is like, you know, I love Jesus. And then that other guy or girl goes, mm, really? Because uh, I read the Bible 15 times in a day. How many times you read the Bible? You know what I mean? Like, I fast. I go to church every time the door is open. And, like, there, there's this whole list of things that they do to, to keep here with Jesus. And so they're holding everyone else accountable to their what they're being held at, right? But let me read this again. It says, so don't put up with anyone pressing you in details of diet, worship services, or holy days. All those things are shadows cast before what was to come. The substance is Christ. So what are you saying, Pastor Dwayne? This is what I'm saying to you. Let there not be any misunderstanding. All of these things, reading your Bible, going to church, spending time in the fellowship of other people, all important things for the life of a Christian. But none of those things are the substance of a Christian. Well, what do you mean? Substance. I know people who go to church every single day, but they don't live it. I know people who, who will read the Bible back and forward, back and forward, back and forward, and literally preach something else completely different. But I don't know anyone, I don't know anyone who has submitted, committed, and given their life to Jesus Christ and proclaimed it, and you don't see the effects of that life. Hear what I said now. I'm going to say it one more time. Submit it and commit it, right? You see a difference. There is a clear difference. And when they have that substance, none of the other things matter. I wish somebody would come to me about how much I fast. You don't see people do that very often to, to a person that they know is sold out for Christ. It just doesn't happen. Why? Because the substance is there. And because the substance is there, their life shows it. They don't have to speak it. They don't have to talk about it. They, they don't have to prove anything. You know it. It spills out. So moving forward to Pastor Jeff's message last Sunday. If we're going to live Christ, 
in this fashion, right, not being afraid of, not cowering to, not, not submitting to the pressures that other people want to put on us. Hold on one second. Pause. I want to talk to you. I just want to go back to that for a second, right? Pressures, right? Peer pressures. Things that people say to you to convince you that you're not quite what you should be. Only you know. You and Christ Jesus know exactly where you stand. Now, for some of you, you're taking that and you're like, mm-hmm, right on, amen, Brother Dwayne. Right? And you're just going to keep on stepping. And then some of you are like, mm-hmm, right on. Oh, right? Because I love when people say, only Jesus can judge me. Yet they're doing something that's completely out of order. And I'm thinking to myself, do you really believe that? Because if you did, you should be scared to death. You, you feel what I'm saying? So all I'm saying is, is that there are moments that what it looks like is this. It's sheer confidence. It's something that I like to call God confidence. When you have God confidence, people and things around you don't affect you. Why? Because your confidence is in God. It's really that simple. God confidence. Well, how are you going to do this? Oh, it's going to be okay. I'm going to be fine. Well, how do you know? Well, because God said so. Well, well I mean, you don't, it's okay. Don't worry about it. You just carry on. You do what you do. I got this. Oh, well, he's conceited. Mm, mm, I don't like Christians like that. They're conceited. Well, call me what you want to, but I'm going to tell you this. Let's go back real quick. I'm going to tell you this. I'm deeply rooted, uh, and I'm well constructed upon him. And if you have a problem with that, I'm sorry, that's on you. I'm going to continue to live Christ. And to live Christ he made everybody uncomfortable. Can I get an amen? amen? I mean, if I'm lying, let me know. If I'm telling something that's not true, let me know. In the midst of uh, uh, the biggest preachers, in the midst of the biggest evangelists, Jesus stood and said, you're wrong, and you're wrong. And they were like, well, who are you to say that? Well, I'm the one that wrote it all, so what now? Sheer confidence, right? That's all I'm saying. We're going to tie it all together. Stick with me here. We're going somewhere, okay? Live him. Live him with the sheer confidence that you are rooted and grounded and constructed on a firm foundation. And when you do, then we can move forward to talk about going after the one. Last week, Pastor Jeff said to us, he said to us that a man on a ship, I'm going to cut through all the details, a man on a ship decided when it was going down, it was a smart idea to run back into the boat to help not just save some people, but to help save some people, right? He wanted to see them get off the boat, but if not, he wanted to make sure that they would know Christ Jesus as their Savior if this was the last day that they would live. 
he increasingly cut his chances for life down at least 50% when he turned away from the lifeboat, right? Put his daughter in, turns away, he runs back into the boat. The numbers are just falling, right? The numbers are falling. His chances of being saved are getting slimmer and slimmer. But there's something that he did not care about. And it was his life there in that moment. What was more important to him was the lives, the eternal lives of the people around him. How can that be? Can anybody tell me? How can that be? Sheer confidence. Sheer confidence in what? That he, if he died, would go and be with Christ Jesus. Hear what I'm saying. Hear what I'm saying. When you go out and you are completely confident that God, that you are where you're supposed to be, doing what you're supposed to do, and you are lined up with the word of God, and if it ends today, Christ is who I will see next. Other things just don't matter. That story is a pure picture of that. There's no, there, there's no other story that I know of that states that, especially in our time, that he walked away from the possibility of being saved to live a little longer here on earth. Can you imagine what people had to say to him? Can anybody imagine what some people had to say to him? Not everybody. But when he handed his daughter off and put her in the boat and turned around, sir, sir, what are you doing? What are you doing? Sir, you're going the wrong way. No, 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 I'm not. I'm, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. No, 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 sir, sir, stop, sir, listen, stop. You're going the wrong way. No, I'm not. Let me go. What would that look like in the church? <laughs> Come on. What would that look like in the church? God's called me to, no, no, brother, stop. You're going the wrong way. No, no, I'm not going the wrong way. God's called me to, no, listen, you don't know. You're going the wrong way. <laughs> like, that's it. There's no more conversation. In my opinion, I have no more, I have nothing else to say. But that's only because, and that only can happen when you are firmly planted, deeply rooted, and constructed on him. So here we are. This man is preaching the gospel, floating in the ocean, going after the one. I would say, that Christ was his substance. Huh? I mean, his daughter. He put his daughter down. I would say that there was nothing more important in this man's life than Christ Jesus and the mission that he had. So let's, let's begin to move forward, shall we? I, how do we get there? 
Last week, Pastor Jeff preached a passionate message telling us that we as a church need to be going after the one. We need to quit. I'm going to say this nicely. We need to quit focusing so much on the individuals in the church and begin to go and get the ones outside of the church. Because the ones in the church should be safe. The ones outside of the church are most definitely not. And we do not want to be a church that is a lifeboat just pedaling right on by people who are drowning. But Pastor Dwayne, how? I just don't know. Like, that's a big step. That's a huge ask. Like, do you even know? How are we supposed to go and get the one? What does that even look like? I mean, we still got some things to work on here. How are we supposed to do that? Well, here we go. Buckle your seatbelts. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. I'm, I'm going to read you a version first, and then I'm going to read you another version. Okay? Are you ready? Because here we go. You're going to you're gonna have to lock in on this one. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 19 through 23. I'm going to read it out of the New King James Version. I'm going old school on you. Are you ready? For though I am free from all men, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win the more. I like that. I'm going to read that one more time. For though I am free from all men, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win the more. And to the Jews... I became as a Jew, that I might win Jews. To those who are under the law, as under the law, that I might win those who are under the law. To, the, to those who are without law, as without law, not being without law toward God, but under law toward Christ, that I might win those who are without law. To the weak, I became weak that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all men, that I might by all means save some. Now this I do for the gospel's sake, that I may be partaker of it with you. Pause. That I might be partaker of it with you. Pastor Wayne, we might still have, we still got some things going on here in the church that we need to fix. Well, if you would get up, turn around, walk out the door, and begin to minister to some people, you will be able to partake with them as they receive. Oh, wait, y'all didn't understand that. You ever seen somebody come to Christ for the first time? Have you experienced that? Like, have you personally looked at somebody and said, 
I will pray with you. And then they prayed with you. Can you tell me what that's like? <laughs> that's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome, right? You get the opportunity to experience something with somebody else for the first time. A joy that's brand new. A savior, right? A, a, a hope, a delivery from something, a deliverance from something. Do you understand? Freedom for the first time. Have you experienced that? Because when you do, something in you changes as well. You get a new hope. You get a new lease on life. Why? Because if it happened for him, it can happen for me again. Man, y'all, I don't know. Maybe I'm talking to somebody. I don't know. Maybe. I'm going to read it in a different version. Okay? I'm going to read it in the message version. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 19 through 23, the message. Are you ready? We're going to do this again. Even though I am free of the demands and expectations of everyone. Pause. You remember what I said earlier about that, right? No pressures, not falling to the pressures of you should be on this diet and you should be at this worship service and you should do this and you should do that. No, 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 no. The substance is who? Christ. So here we go. Well, I'm not going to come to church next week. Well, you know what? Hey, that's completely fine with me as long as the substance is Christ. But here's the deal. The Bible says something that contradicts you being out of church for too long. I'm just saying, right? So if you decide I don't need to go to church, well, then you're kind of out of order, which means that there might be something wrong with what you think is rooted and grounded. I'm just putting the, I'm just making it plain for you. It's the Bible, okay? Just hear what I'm saying. I'm not trying to antagonize anybody. I'm just, I'm putting the Bible out there so we're all clear that I'm not saying one thing. That's all. I just don't want to be confused with saying something else. Okay? So, let's read it again. Even though I am free of the demands and expectations of everyone, I have voluntarily, uh uh-oh, there it is, voluntarily. Voluntarily. What does that mean? You made a choice on your own to do something Violence, nobody told you to do it, right? See, that's why I'm not going to tell anybody that you better be at church. I'm never going to do that. I'm not going to tell somebody that you should be ministering the gospel. I'm not going to tell somebody that they should be singing. I'm not going to tell somebody that they should be playing. I'm not going to tell somebody they should be preaching. I'm not going to tell you what you should be doing. I may tell you what I believe God has spoken, and, and, and only then am I most likely confirming what God has spoke to you, and I'm trying to help you to make the next step. But the truth is I'm not going to tell you what you should be doing. You're going to have to make that step on your own. Because if you don't, who knows what happens, right? It has to be voluntary. I have voluntarily become a servant to any and all in order to reach a wide range of people. Religious, non-religious, meticulous moralists, loose living immoralists, the defeated the demoralized, whoever. I didn't take on their way of life. 
I kept my bearings in Christ. But I entered their world and tried to experience things from their point of view. I've become just about every sort of servant there is in my attempts to lead those I meet into a God-saved life. I did all this because of the message. I didn't just want to talk about it. I wanted to be in on it. Voluntarily become a servant to all. Becoming all things to all people. Oh, Pastor Wayne, that's shaky ground right there. That's just shaky ground. I understand. I completely understand. So, Pastor Wayne, you want me to voluntarily put myself out there in situations that could compromise me? Well, I guess it depends on how you look at it. Because if you go back about three weeks, four weeks, and we talk about living him, being rooted and constructed on a firm foundation, then when I send you out, you're going to be just fine. When you go out to minister to somebody, there is no fear of slipping up. Oh, boy. I feel like I lost you. <laughs> you want me to voluntarily become a servant to all people so that we can reach a wide range of people? Religious people? I hate them. I don't, I don't want to talk to religious people, you know, because they just think they know it all. They can just tell you when you're going to heaven and when you're not. They can tell you how much more you need to read the Bible in order to be sanctified. But then again, I definitely don't want to talk to those non-religious people. You know, they start joking, and then I get pulled into one of those jokes, and I'm laughing at jokes I ain't supposed to be laughing at, and then I'm, I'm breaking the rules. Then you got those meticulously moralist people. Them goody two-shoes, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Them goody two-shoes, can't do no wrong. Then you got the can't get right people, those loose-living immoralists. Mm. I definitely can't be around them, Jesus, because I will get sucked right in. I can't do it. I can't do it. What you're saying, just to be clear, is you're not rooted and grounded in me? Is that what you're saying? Well, no. I didn't say that. Yeah, yeah, you did. Because there's a fear. There's a fear there. And listen, I've lived that fear. I need you to know. I've had that fear. Well, God, you want me to, you want me to talk to, I, just, I don't think I can do it. I'm just, I'm too tempted. Oh, well, guess what just happened? You have revelation that you now need to go spend time with the Lord to get free from some things that is going. You, wait, wait, wait. What just happened there? What just happened there is this. Uh, now this I do for the gospel's sake that I may be a partaker in it with you. Did you see that? Did you see what just happened there? I just became a partaker in it with them. 
when God told me to go reach the lost person and I was like, I can't go reach the lost person because I might still be kind of lost. Did you see what just happened right there? Oh, man, come on. you got to be kidding me. Okay? What I just realized is that there's something still wrong. Right? So then all I got to do is get right. And then I can go on out and do what I need to do. Right? Okay. How do you get right? Anybody? Anybody? Jesus, forgive me. I was dirty and unclean the other day. Cleanse me. Make me whole. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Voila. Now you're brand new. You've repented. You've turned away. Now go and tell somebody about it. Now I understand you're like, it's just not that easy, Dwayne. But it is. It is that easy. We make it harder. And the reason we make it harder is because the enemy is constantly, consistently in our ear like, you ain't good enough. That wasn't enough. Nope. That didn't do it. You ain't really clean. Nope. You just did that yesterday. <laughs> you, know what you know what I'm talking about. And it's just, it's, he's consistent. You got to give him that. He's consistent. He's just constantly there. And he does it just long enough for the person to walk by. And you're like, I'll do it next time, Jesus. Then you in the room confessing and repenting about that. Lord, forgive me for not being obedient. It, okay. Let's, let's keep going. It says, <clears throat> I have voluntarily become a servant to any and all in order to reach a wide range of people. And, it, and then it, it jumps, I want to jump down to where it says, I did all this, wait, 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 not there. I've become just about every sort of servant there is in my attempts to lead these I meet into a God-saved life. Let's rewind just a little bit. I kept my bearings in Christ, but I entered their world and tried to experience things from their point of view. Let's go back to that man last week. Come on. This is good. I don't know about it. I'm enjoying it myself. Listen, so what happened was is that this man, instead of staying in the boat, saying, come and be saved, know Jesus Christ, right? And this guy is out here like, easy for you to say you're in the boat and there's no problem for you. Have you ever experienced that? When you go to talk to somebody and preach to somebody and they like, easy for you to say because your life is going well. So what would happen if you go to minister to somebody when things ain't all the way perfect, right? Your car is breaking down. You can't make your bills. Well, Dwayne, you don't want to go out and minister to nobody under those circumstances because then they don't see Jesus. Well, daggone. If we don't do it then, when do we do it? <laughs> you know what I mean? The enemy wants to keep you right where you are. He just be talking and we be listening What would happen? Let me tell you what happened. Let me tell you what happened. See, I came up here and I preached the message and I shared the fact that my car was breaking down. I'm the preacher. 
according to the enemies saying, my car should not be breaking down. But according to God saying, why not? I ain't done nothing to, you know, steer clear of all imperfection, hardships, rough times. Why not? Matter of fact, he even says that uh, that's even a better moment for people to see me. So I shared my testimony. That ain't no kind of testimony I want, Pastor Dwayne. I don't want my car breaking down. Well, you know what? When you live through it, you experience it, and you still find yourself firmly planted and rooted in Jesus Christ, knowing that everything's going to be okay, having a firm, confident mind that everything's going to be okay, and people see that, they got to they gotta see it to the end. And what happens is, is when you live this way out in your job, sometimes people might follow you to church and be like, let me see if this really works out. And then when it works out or when it don't work out and you like, Jesus is good, hallelujah, they like, okay, I got to stick around a little longer, right? Either way, I'm telling you, either way, they're going to stick around a little longer to see what's going on. And when it does come around, which it will in your favor, then guess what? They hooked. It's like, it's like fishing. And they come in, and they're there, and now they're like, well, I want the same thing you got. I want to feel free the same way you feel free. I want to have confidence in my life the same way you have confidence in your life. But the only way we can do that is if we're willing to get out there and begin to minister to some people in some situations that make us a little uncomfortable. I'm about to walk right into a really rough area right here. You ready? One time, a long time ago, a friend of mine, we, I went to a church, and the church was right across the street from, uh, right across the parking lot, literally. Like, it was like, you could walk through our parking lot, and there was a bar. He was like, he was, he was new. He's fairly new, fairly new to being saved. And his night, just, just I'm just let you step into his life real quick. His night went like this. Come home from work. You know, fall, fall night, you know, chilly. Go outside, light a fire in the, in the little bonfire area. Grab a six-pack of beer, sit down on, on the thing, and just have, throw back some beers, right? That was, but he, he did it a little too much by his own admission, right? He's like, sometimes I'll just drink myself to sleep and I'll pass out, whatever. And I was like, huh? So he gets saved, and we're having a conversation. He goes, Pastor Dwayne. He's like, we're supposed to be making disciples, right? And I say, yeah. And I think you probably know where I'm going. He said, well, what if I just go over to the bar and begin to minister to the people in that bar? And I was like, okay. <laughs> Why not? You know what I'm saying? And then, and then, you know, my pastor, he's a little bit more wiser than me. And he was like, well, Dwayne, maybe not. Maybe it's not a good idea for him to go do that, right? And, and I was like, well, but he wants to go administer. And he's, like, willing to go do that. Nobody else here was willing to go do that. And he was like, well, maybe, you know, he needs to grow a little bit more. 
<clears throat> and that's where his wisdom, in my opinion, fell off. Now, I know, I know. See, I told you I'm walking to a dangerous area right here. But let's just imagine for a second, right, that I was like, okay, right? And I'm firmly rooted and grounded, right? So I'll go with you. Huh? There's an idea. If we go together as the body of Christ, right, let's just walk up in the bar. We're not going to drink, right? We're good there? Yeah. Right? I asked him. I was like, I was like, you don't plan on having a beer with him, do you? And he was like, no, no, no. No, no, definitely not. And I was like, okay, good. It's just safer that way, right? So I was like, let's go. And, you know, somebody was like, I don't think that's a good idea. And I was like, okay, well, whatever, right? So we didn't go. But let's just, let's just think about that for a second. How would that have played out? How would it have played out if me and him walked over to that bar across the parking lot, went in there, and started just having some conversations with some people? Not drinking with them, but having some conversations, sitting down. Hey, man, how's it going, man? What if we became regulars? Hey, same? Yep, same thing. Cherry Cole, thank you. <laughs> hey, Dwayne, how's it going? What's up? You know, right? It's just cheers. Everybody near here, who here? Some of y'all ain't young, old enough to know cheers, right? But you just walk in and it's cheers all over. You know, and they like, man, these guys, these two guys come in here week in and week out. Man. And the next thing you know, we got a whole group of people at the church who came from this bar. And it might be that one person. Come on. See, like, I'm just trying to paint a picture so that y'all can see what this really looks like. Because it's easy to read, but do you really understand what he's saying? Let's look at it. Become a servant to any and all. When you start looking at these labels, right? The religious, the non-religious, the meticulous morris, the, the, the loose living immoral. Okay, um, so, okay, so here we go again. Here we go again. You ready? You ready? What about homosexuals? Like, I mean, can we, can we go and minister to some homosexuals? I mean, is that okay? Well, hey, it better be okay. It better be okay because I think we've crossed that road already. So check it out. Listen, so, I mean, I mean, can, you know, like, can we get some situations that come into church that are a little uncomfortable and, and maybe even, watch this, maybe even go wrong, but then God make it right? I mean, we, kind of, we, had, a, we had a little incident here recently where it got, it got a little uncomfortable, right, for some people. And it was like, what are we going to do about this? We're just going to let Jesus do what he do, right? Is it okay? Is it okay? For us to, to go and minister in some situations that maybe make us a little uncomfortable? Let's, let's, let's continue to look at this. I'm going to start turning the corner to wrap it up. He says, but I entered, I entered their world and tried to experience things from their point of view. You don't have to, you don't have to become a thing in order to understand and see it, right? I mean, am I wrong? Like, I don't have to be a drug addict to see that it'll mess up a life. Yes, I can understand more of their hurt and their pain maybe, but I don't need to go that deep, right? I don't need to, I don't, I don't need to, to experience 
uh, <clears throat> a loss of a marriage. I don't need to experience that in order to know that there's pain involved, that there's hurt involved. I don't need to, I don't need to experience that in order to, to minister to somebody. Because here's the thing, if there's pain, if there's hurt, Jesus is the fix for both of them. That is what I know. It says, I have become just about every sort of servant there is in my attempts to lead those I meet into a God-saved life. What are you, who are you, who are you willing to be? Are you willing to become a servant to anyone? Are you willing to stand in a room with a person that grew up a Christian but walked away from it? Along with a person that don't believe in God and minister to them at the same time? That can get uncomfortable. Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to stand with somebody that you don't even like? Oh, I can go minister. I can go minister to my family all day long. But put me in front of the person that calls my God stupid. Repeatedly. Am I still going to love them and be patient with them and give them the time of day? Do I even want to? Is it even on my radar? Or am I intentionally disregarding that, putting it out? I want to point out one more thing. I'm going to go back. I didn't take on their way of life. I kept my bearings in Christ. Because Christ is the substance. I kept my bearings in Christ. Can I tell you a little something? When you hear that, that word bearings, that's a nautical term. Sailing, right? Boat, boating, whatever you call it. And this is the picture that God gave me. <laughs> which immediately made me connect to Pastor Jeff's message I'm going to give you a definition bearing is the horizontal angle between the direction of an object and another object or between it and that of true north read it one more time bearing is the horizontal angle between the direction of an object and another object, or between it, the object, and true north. <clears throat> that man jumped into the ocean because he didn't jump into a boat, am, am I right? Like, he ran back into a sinking ship, which ended up in the ocean, and all he did was call out for people to be saved. 
Why did he do that? Because he had his bearings. He knew his true north. He knew what direction he was going. He knew his direction. There was no doubt in his mind. Here's what I want to leave you with. If you're if you heard the message last week and you questioned or asked how do we go after the one? I'm telling you. Get your bearings. Get your bearings. Get rooted. Ensure that you are constructed on a firm foundation. And then walk. Move. Now is the time. There's, there's no more of this. What, let, let's just, it's the word of God, people. It's the word of God. You know your way around the faith. Now do what you've been taught. School's out. Quit studying the subject and start living it. Live Christ. Live Christ. Minister to the people that need him. Stop getting so caught up on fixing you. If you will step outside of yourself and let God deal with you and start drawing some people in, you're going to be surprised. You are going to be surprised. You're going to look up and you're going to be living Christ. All that other stuff, it's not even going to matter because you're going to have your true north. You're going to know purpose, right? You're not going to have to be praying, God, what's my purpose? God, what am I supposed to do next? When you start doing what you're called to do, God will begin to open doors for you that you didn't even think about opening. I'm going to share a testimony with you soon, I believe. God's doing something right now in my life, and I'm, just, I'm not going to speak on but God is doing something right now in my life that I didn't even look for. I don't even know if it's gonna, I don't even know if it's gonna come all the way out. But the fact that somebody even came to me with, with this opportunity, I'm just like, what are you talking about? You obviously don't know me. But God said, you about my business. And I need somebody like you over here. That's how it works. When you start moving and doing. And you start living Christ, he'd be like, hmm, I'm going to put you over here. We have to go over, we have to go out after the one. And in order for us to do that, we have to be living Christ. We have to be living Christ. So, I want to close this out 
by first giving you the opportunity. Go ahead and bow your heads. If you, if you don't know Christ, you're like, I don't even know Christ, so how can I even start living? If you don't know Christ, if you're that person, you just absolutely don't know Christ. And you feel God speaking to you today heavily through this message. I want to give you the opportunity right here, right now to change that. If that's you, will you raise your hand? Okay. All right. That's, that's, that's cool. If you're on Facebook and that's you, I'm going to pray for you in just a second. But before we move on, if, if, if you're here and you know that, man, Pastor Dwayne, I'm, I know I'm not ready. I know I'm not where I need to be. But I hear what you're saying, and I want to be. If that's you, please, if that's you, raise your hand for me. Thank you. If you know, thank you, thank you. If, that, if you know that what I've just spoke today, that you know, I, I receive it, I know I'm supposed to go out and begin to minister to people beyond the church walls. But I just don't know if I'm ready. Again, if that's you, right here, right now, raise your hand. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Listen to me. Let's take authority. Let's take authority over the enemy today, please. Please, let's take authority over the enemy that we have been given. Let's live, let's live Jesus right here in this moment, right here, right now. Let's live him. Let's take the first step by saying, enemy, no. You're done. You're done. You will not steal this from me anymore. Lord God, I come into you right now. Father, I pray for the person that might be on Facebook live watching right now. I pray for them that you would meet them where they're at. Lord God, begin to minister to them. Begin to show them how you have already been in their life. Begin to show them and make real to them your love, your joy, your peace. Let them see your grace. Let them understand it, know it, and begin to live their life as if they have, a, they, they have that grace. And then, Father, I pray for the people, Lord God, who have said, I, I know, I get it, I want to, I want to be a part, I want to be a part of this. But I just don't know, I don't, I don't know if I'm ready. God, I, right here, right now, I rebuke the enemy, I rebuke the enemy right now in the name of Jesus. I rebuke fear right now in the name of Jesus. I speak confidence into their life right now in the name of Jesus. Confidence in you, that you have changed them, that you have forgiven them, that you have sent them and set them to go and to make disciples. In the name of Jesus. The word says, the word says so. Lord God, help us to believe it. Holy Spirit, right now, make it real. Make it real. Make it real. Make it real right here, right now. The enemy is a liar. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy every plan, every idea, every life, every relationship. <clears throat> I rebuke him right now in the name of Jesus. God, I pray right now, Holy Spirit, 
Move in your people. This week, in the name of Jesus, move in your people that they would step out in confidence, that they would move beyond fear, and they would take their first step, maybe their first step ever, maybe, maybe their first step in a long while toward ministering the gospel to someone else. Just simply sharing a testimony of your love, simply sharing a testimony of, of your goodness, Opening the door, Lord God, and I pray that as the door is open, Lord God, that you would begin to open more doors, that you would begin to give them more ideas, that you would begin to send more people to them. Lord God, I pray right now that the body would be the body, that we would be your arms, that we would be your legs, that we would be your mouthpiece in the name of Jesus, that the body would be the body right now in the name of Jesus. I pray. Amen. Amen. Go. Go in confidence. Body Dayton, go in confidence. Without a doubt, I believe 100% that you guys are all going to experience something this week. You are going to have an opportunity to share. Do not allow the enemy to discount it. Don't let the enemy discount it. I don't care how small he may try to make you make it seem like, don't let him discount it. You are going to have an opportunity to speak into someone's life, to share to someone a testimony of God making him real to them. So, have expectation, all right? Go and be blessed. I love you all. Thank you for coming today.